Welcome to SEC Unfiltered, home of the best SEC content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews as well. Guys, so many fans and listeners of SEC Unfiltered have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Well, so again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from SEC Unfiltered sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just over a week away from opening day, and nobody better to join us to talk all things college baseball than our good friend Ben Upton, the co-founder, the co-owner, the co-host of 11.7, the college baseball podcast, and for my money, guys, the best college baseball podcast on the internet. Ben, what's going on, my man? Great to chat with you once again. 
Chris, I know we've been uh, planning this for a few weeks now. Uh, the season almost snuck up on us a couple weeks ago when we were planning this. We're like, wait, we got a few more weeks left. Let's do it close to the year. Uh, but man, this is one of my favorite shows to come on. Between this and then there's a TCU podcast I love coming on. I don't, I don't usually have a ton of time to do podcasts, but I always make time for you. Like this is always a good time chatting it up. And uh, this year, we can make more than just South Carolina fans mad. We got a whole SEC to make mad, so let's do it. Ben, first thing before we dive into everything, we're going to make plenty of teams mad. Tell folks what you guys have going on with 11.7, 11.7.com, because, again, there's a lot for you to plug and promote. You've got the podcast. You've got the website. You've got the written content. You've got social media. You've also got a pick them. You've got a survivor. You've got a Patreon. So I want to give you an opportunity, my man. Take a moment. Let folks know who are obviously tuning in. They're fans of SEC baseball fans of college baseball maybe they're looking for a community to get involved with 11.7 is a great one so just let folks know all the exciting things that you guys have going on going into the season right on man i always appreciate the plug um yeah so we do things a little bit different 11.7 uh it's a little bit it's very similar to this it's unfiltered kind of locker room talk former players just chatting it up but we do try to provide more value to college baseball fans and at the end of the day, we want to bring in more college baseball fans because the sport's so exciting. It really just takes one or two games for someone to fall in love with the sport. So we do it by, you know, promoting gambling, promoting these picking contests that we have um, through our Patreon, and also just having a website that has a little bit of everything. You know, we got blogs, we got live RPI. We're going to have a live scoreboard this year that we're about to release. It's already built. Shout out to Dimitri. Uh, he's the wizard with that. Uh, so it'll be like kind of a one-stop place to uh, to get your college baseball content. Now, we're not scouts. Like the guys at D1 Baseball do a fabulous job on the scouting side of things. Uh, we get a lot of our information and like a lot of our opinions through, you know, reading their content. We're a little bit more easygoing and uh, we'll slip in a cuss word here and there. Uh, so it's just a little, it's a different perspective, but uh, we try to add on every single year. Last year was a huge success, so we're just trying to add on to make it a little better this year. And, Ben, you guys are crushing. So, with that being said, let's get into it. Ben, what's the college baseball storyline that we're not talking about enough going into opening day? Yeah. Uh, Florida State is coming off of, you know, longtime head coach, rest his soul, Mike Martin, uh, just passed away last week. And people are forgetting about – I think they made something like 30 regional appearances in 31 years. Uh, it might go bigger than that. But, you know, Florida State's always in the top five or six in recruiting. Like, they're up there with the LSUs and the the Tennessees, the South Carolinas every single year. And they just happened to have a bad year last year. A lot of young guys, brand new coach. Uh, this year, they're going to be much better. So, if you are, like, dabbling in the gambling game, uh, the gambling game, or if, you know, you want to take a long shot to win the College World Series, there's something like 150 to 1, which they probably won't win it, but they do have that storyline of a longtime coach passing away. They have something to fight for. That's kind of where my head's at right now. So, Ben, with that being said, let's get into this. 11.7.com is where you can find it. You guys did a show about it. You dropped, maybe against your better judgment, your field of 64 projections. I saw you going back and forth on social media. Should I do it? Should I not? I talked to Dimitri about it. He said, you text him. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to drop the field of 64 projections. So I took a look. My immediate question for you, where are the Florida Gators and why – are they going to Bloomington? Like, why are you down on Florida? It seems like everybody thinks it's a surefire thing. 
Jack Caglione. You get uh, the Alabama transfer, Colby Shelton. Power on power on power in the lineup. It's Kevin Sullivan, man. They're going to have mm-hmm. 15 guys to win 98. You're not buying the Gators. Why? Well, I mean, somebody has to come out and make a huge, bold prediction that's not based off of Baseball America or D1 Baseball or any other of the 25 college baseball polls out there. Uh, this is more of a, just a gut shot. Like, obviously, they have, I mean, they're right up there with Wake Forest when it comes to talent, pro prospects, everything. But, like, let's rewind to last year when nobody was talking about the Florida Gators. I come out with my preseason field of 64, and I have the Florida Gators as a number one overall seed. And people were, like, I, have, I had to fight off 13 SEC fans, fan bases, plus Florida State and Miami. Everybody's calling me crazy. And, like, yeah, it was a little crazy for doing that last year. So, I uh, I have a gut feeling uh, the Florida Gators either tend to super overperform or super just underperform. Like they have let their fan base down probably four of the last six years. So it's like, all right, I'll play off that narrative. I'll, I'll be the I'll be the guy that says Florida is going to have a stinker of a season. Not a stinker. They're a two seed, and I don't know. Like it's not that bad. But I, I think they're going to underperform this year. And I'll say it, whatever. And Ben. On that note, you mentioned D1Baseball.com. Those guys do a great job. Six of the top nine in their preseason top 25 uh, from the SEC, eight of the top 25 total. Your thoughts on their preseason top 25 as a whole? I mean, again, that's that's the one I think most, if not all of us, go by is D1Baseball.com. Did you think they got it right, overrated, underrated? I'm sure there's some SEC teams in there that both fall in that category, but your thoughts on the D1Baseball top 25? I had no problems with it. Like going into the year based off of the stuff that we do know, I think they got it right. I mean, there's a, it was, it was cool to see them mix in a few mid majors in there that I think are going to be the top mid majors. Um, Sometimes they don't do that for preseason polls. They'll kind of leave those guys off and make them earn their way on. But you know, as a whole, like I think they got the top eight sec teams in there. I really do. Um, And college baseball, like I tell this, all the time on the podcast, but college baseball is a sport where you can't go off of last year's numbers. I mean, you can, but you can't, right? Like players develop over the summer. Like Chris, you're, you're a former baseball player. You know, like some guys take a huge step after their sophomore year to their junior year or their junior year to their senior year. Um, and then on top of that, like there's always about eight to 10 impact freshmen. Like Ethan Petrie is a guy last year at South Carolina. Yeah. He was a little known. Like people knew he was going to be good. Nobody knew he was going to hit 25 homers. So there's a, there's a lot of unknown and there's a lot of year-to-year discrepancies versus a college football or a college basketball where you know if a guy is going to average 12 and 10 or you know if a guy is going to throw for 2,000 yards. It's, it, it's just a different sport, which makes it more fun. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ben, speaking of pissing fan bases off, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who do you buy in more? And you can't say, you don't Don't give me a cop-out answer. Who do you buy in more? Will. Who do you buy in more? Charlie Condone or Ethan Petrie? Uh, personally, I like I like Condon. Or is it Condon, Condone, whatever you I, want to say? Maybe I'm being a little too fancy with it. Maybe. Yeah, he's <laughs> just a humble the, uh, Georgia boy. Maybe it's Condon. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Condon, Condone. No, I, I I do like him better. Um, I, listen, Ethan Petrie's a stud, and this is a Bonds versus Sosa, McGuire Sosa, whatever you want, whatever you want to say. Like both of these guys are going to be major league baseball players, which is, in the grand scheme of things, great, great for both of them, great for their bank accounts. Personally, I think what Condon did last year in a lineup that had way less protection than what Petri did um, and, and a much bigger field. Like, it's it's harder to hit home runs uh, in Athens than it is in Columbia. The ball just flies different. So I think he, like, honestly, like, Charlie Condon has a much better chance of winning the Golden Spikes this year, just kind of being the dude on the team versus Petri, who's going to have a ton of help around him. Um, and, I mean, there's really no right or wrong answer, but if I had to choose... Give me the kid named Charlie. Um, I wrote it. I wrote it up in my. This is a little side story. Just trust me. It'll, it'll get funny. The for the Golden Spikes futures that were released uh, through. I think it was FanDuel at the time. You know, I did a write up of the top twenty guys that they I was going to say. How did it feel to know that FanDuel was basically tracking your every move and, and yeah, yeah, that was odds because they were like, oh, we obviously I, forgot a couple guys. I, I felt I felt pretty important for the first time in you know, eight or eight or nine months. The but the cool thing was or not sorry not the cool thing but the funny thing is I, I wrote in there I was like you know Charlie Condon can definitely win the Golden Spikes like he's got the potential but are we really gonna give the Golden Spikes to a kid named Charlie? And then I was like Charlie's just not really a Golden Spikes caliber name. And then I I, I put a couple periods and I said wait wait hold on. We did give it to a guy named Adley, so I guess Charlie could win it. Um, just a little, you know, play on names. Play on names there. Girl names. So I, I know that, obviously, Ben, you're big into gambling. Have you thrown some coin down on a couple guys for the Golden Spikes? And if so, who are your favorites to win it? Not on the Golden Spikes yet. I did play some futures, some long shots there. Um, but if I were to actually, I will make some bets. The market's changing like crazy right now. Like you can get guys that were thirty to one at a hundred to one now. And you can write based- an article about how how this guy's a sleeper or this guy's overrated. We could it, listen, we could change the odds overnight if you got somebody 100%. you like. Let's put out a couple hit pieces. We'll say this guy's no good. He's this. He's that. We'll get him real cheap. We'll get him real cheap. High hundred percent. High value. Yeah. If if there's anybody out there that um you know wants to get behind this, let's just talk a lot of crap about Tommy White because I love Tommy White to win the, the Golden Spikes. And if we all just put out articles saying how he's not going to win it, maybe he'll go from fifteen ball. to one. Yeah, he can't hit a curveball. He can't, can't pull the ball for a yeah. home run. Yeah. All his home runs are to right center. Um, yeah. Let's let's try to get Tommy White because I really think he's got everything like the whole package to win it. He had a hundred RBIs and he missed about ten games. 
it was crazy what he did last year. Um, and he's got the flair. He's got the look. He's done it the last two years, so he's got the pedigree. Like um, Tommy White's a guy that I would highly consider at fifteen. You can get him at like fifteen to one or twenty to one, depending on where you bet at. Um, I like him a lot. Is not a heavy favorite, but obviously, like Jack Caglione's going into the season, like one hundred percent deserves to be the heavy favorite. Like he he just does things that other guys can't do. Speaking of LSU and Tommy White, Ben, let's talk the top five in the D1Baseball.com preseason top 25. Of course, Wake Forest, number one. We mentioned Florida at two. Arkansas is at three and LSU is at four. Speaking specifically in the Bayou Bengals, they got all the talent in the world, right? But you lose Paul Skeens, you lose Dylan Cruz. Can LSU go back-to-back? I mean, do we think they have enough to do it? I mean, it's going to be a different task this year, but I've been told by folks down there at LSU, they got a lefty throwing a hundred. So, I mean, I, you know, LSU is obviously one of those programs. You don't rebuild, you reload. So, I mean, realistically, do you think LSU can do it? And if so, how different of a path will it be? Because last year it just felt like before the season, they were the pick and it ended up being right. This year's a little bit different for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Absolutely. They can win it back to back like they have the talent and they have the potential now we haven't seen a team go back to back since what 06 07 with oregon state south carolina uh, 10 and 11 oh you're right how did i forget that chris they bradley jr and the boy it. they should have yeah. won it three years in a row Good if arizona didn't come in um wow that, i'm so sorry i was a brain fart out of nowhere but i mean they lsu would not have won the national championship last year without paul schemes and without dylan cruz now it, it, this is kind of like the money ball perspective, the Billy Bean of like, how can we replace 130 innings with 198 strikeouts and a 500 hitter? Like, how do we replace that? Um, sure, like their recruiting class was great. Like, I think they got the number one or number two overall high school pitcher. Uh, Cam, I think his name's Cameron Johnson, lefty. He does throw hard and he, he will pitch a lot of innings for him, but he's not a Paul. Like, you're not Paul Skeens yet, right? Like, you can't rely on this guy to go eight, nine innings you know, once a week. So they'll have to do it a different way. Um, I think, I think the pitching staff might be better as a whole this year. Right. But like, can they win the important games like the, the double elimination in Omaha or the best two out of three super regionals? Um, it, it's just going to be tough because they basically had an automatic win every Friday last year. And that makes your life just so much easier. You're playing, you have your whole pitching staff for Saturday and Sunday, the whole season. That that's the big difference. But yeah, they could win it back to back. I could see it happening. Now you mentioned in your hot takes for the year, Ben, which I don't think this is a hot take. You say Arkansas and Tennessee will be the two best SEC teams. I don't think saying Arkansas is going to be one of the best or one of the best in the West is all that hot of a take. I guess my biggest question, Ben, is I've been hearing for years that, you know, every year I feel like we say, well, Dave Van Horn's going to get him one. He's one of the and he is one of the best in the game. There's no question. But I'm like, at some point, I'm like, maybe he isn't going to get him one. Like, I, I mean, like, do the baseball gods finally shine on Arkansas? Because it really does make no sense that that program hasn't won a national title. And obviously, when you talk about the Hogs, it starts with the pitching, Hagen Smith, that entire bullpen, probably one of the best pitching staffs, if not the best pitching staff in college baseball. I, yeah, they're my favorite pitching staff in college baseball. Look, I, I might be the biggest fan of Hagen Smith. I think he is. He's one of those guys that's going to be like a Rhett Louder, Paul Skeens, where in less than 12 months, he'll be in the big leagues. Like, he's 98 to 100 from the left side. He's got the look. He's got the athleticism. Um, and last year, he he did battle injuries. Like, that was a big thing for him. But you look like 
their their weekend rotation is loaded. They get the Texas Tech start or Friday night starter Mason he's Molina. Their Sunday to guy. Yeah, he's their Sunday guy, and it's like, is he the best Sunday guy in the nation? Probably, right? Like that. That's how. Uh, I mean, that's how you have to look at the Hogs now. They did lose Peyton Stovall for what four to six weeks today. I, I think he hurt his foot, maybe his somewhere in his leg. Um, but listen, like that's not a big deal. Like Stovall's a baller. Like he's a real dirt bag. Like he's one of those guys that, like, once he comes back, he'll be a hundred percent ready and full force for SEC play and you know the conference tournament, regionals, so on and so on. So I don't think it hurts their stock too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I do like Arkansas a lot. Dave Van Horn definitely deserves a national championship. I don't know what he did in 2018 to de, you know deserve that two out, two strike pop up foul territory. Arkansas fans are going to hate me for this. I'm already used to it. Uh, they they tweet at me all the time, but I will bring it back up. I mean, they they should have won a national championship in 2018. Absolutely, 100. percent You ask anybody, yep, it should have happened. They didn't. So um, yeah, I mean, he should get one, right? Like either this year, next year. Uh, their recruiting classes have been great. I I personally think they're going to win it all this year. That was my pick. I'm sticking Arkansas to it. Arkansas is the pick to win it all. You're going on record yep. right now. Arkansas is the pick. Well, yeah. Did, did you see my data I pulled up? Um, I tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, 20 – and so in 20 um, – oh, my God, I'm, I'm losing my mind. 2019, Nash, or the national championship came from Nashville. You know, Vanderbilt won it. It went slightly – or sorry, slightly west – to Oxford, or sorry, to Starkville in 2021 because there there was no 2020 um, because of COVID. So 2021, Starkville, a little bit west. In fact, uh, it was like two longitude degrees away. And then it went like another two longitude degrees away to Oxford, Mississippi. And then it went another two longitude degrees away to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So it's slowly moving west. I said the national championship winner is going to go come somewhere between 93 and 95 degrees longitude on the U.S. map. And guess what's like right at 94 and a half? Fayetteville, Arkansas. So it's going to happen. Like it's destiny. We're slowly <laughs> I moving east. I just yeah. love the lot. Like there's nobody else in the college baseball world who's going to explain their yeah. national champion pick in that manner. So kudos to you, yeah. sir. And and the beautiful thing about it, as I know what you're thinking, is either either it's going to play out because of latitudes and longitudes and Arkansas is going to win, or it's going to follow the mid-major pattern and a mid-major is going to win it for the first time Bad. in 2006. I forgot about that. I do have that theory. Every, every no. eight years, there's a, so, there's a so mid-major I guess my that question, wins it. It's not SEC-related, but who would be the mid-major? Do you think it's East Carolina? Is it UC Irvine? Is it Northeastern? I did see a lot of ECU fans, by the way, I think giving either y'all crap or somebody else that basically, I don't think East Carolina fans like being labeled as a mid-major. They don't even want to be labeled as a mid-major, which that's, I mean, is kudos to their program because they're that good, I guess. I mean, get Cliff Goblin to Omaha, right? That, that's got to happen. Right. Yeah. That, um, listen, we get about 500,000 engagements every Sunday night when we put uh, the mid-major power rankings up and 250,000 of them are either Southern Miss fans or East Carolina fans, like they just come in floods and they just tweet, 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 tweet. Listen, um, maybe mid-major is not the right word because baseball-wise, like they both invest into college baseball. Power six. Power yeah. six. But you can't yeah. even call it a power six anymore because like I went and looked at the numbers. 
the Big Ten spends on average like close to, I think it was like $800,000 more a year on baseball than the next conference, which was the American. And then after that, then it's like the Sun Belt, and then Conference USA, Big West. Like, so when we say mid-major, we mean like the conferences are paying, you know, or are generating the revenue or whatever through TV deals, through whatever you want to call it. There, there really is a difference in college baseball. Like the Big Ten, people always say, you know, talent's not good. They're not a power five or whatever you want to call it, but the money's there. So that's kind of where we draw the line is even though East Carolina and Southern Miss traditional powerhouses in college baseball, they're probably not mid-majors, but, you know, we have to label it based on conferences and that's how we do it. So non-power five, top 25 is what we should call it. But it, dude, it's so great. It like, it is the best part of Sundays. Just seeing those fans come in. We are not a mid-major. You guys are stupid. This is invalid. I love it. I like. I live for it. So, Ben, getting back to the SEC, of that next wave in the top ten of SEC teams, Vandy, Texas A&M, and Tennessee, I see in your hot takes, again, you think Tennessee is going to be one of the best. And contrary to one of what one of our contributors had to say, which I hope people start understanding, there's more than one voice there because – Hey, listen, everybody's free to their opinion. We got a contributor that thinks Tennessee's going to be no good. I think Tennessee's going to be very good. And you think Tennessee's going to be very good. I love Tony Vitello. I'm a huge Tony Vitello guy. Now that I'm not just solely a South Carolina empty, I can uh -huh. say that. So, um, but your thoughts on that next wave. I mean, Vandy, A&M, Tennessee, three teams, obviously with a lot of talent. I think three teams with very different makeups and very different questions coming in the year. Yeah. The best way to separate those three teams is like, Vanderbilt is going to be like probably like it, if you had to go based off of you know high vo uh, volatility volatility I don't know the word but Vanderbilt's going to be the most consistent throughout the year like they're they are a team that's built like basically like a professional team right like they Tim reflect Corbin Tim had, Corbin they reflect Corbin. yeah right like Tim Corbin rec recruits and breeds these kids to be professionals and you know they play the game the right way. They're probably not going to beat you 14 to nothing, but like they're going to beat you five to nothing, five to one, six to one every single game. And uh, like they're going to play good, clean baseball. So not necessarily entertaining to watch unless you're like a 55 year old guy that just loves the old school baseball, which I do. Like I, I like to watch it sometimes, but they're not going to do the bat flips and, you know, barking from the other dugout. That's just not who they are. So like if you want like a constant team that's going to be reliable all year like Vanderbilt is your team uh Texas A&M I think they come in with like this underdog mindset um you know the same thing Jim Schlossnagel's done for the last 20 years is like paint this picture of like to his team hey we're these underdogs like nobody's given us a chance we are, we have just big human beings like their whole roster is like 6'4 240 uh just muscular dudes um they're they're, they're going to be a team that it doesn't matter who they're playing. Like they're just going to out tough the other team. Like they're, and they did it a little bit last year. Um, they weren't as successful because they were younger, but like these guys come in. I mean, they have two all Americans just uh, with Jace Lavi Laviette and uh, Braden Montgomery, both in their outfield. So like those guys are, you know, cream of the crop guys who can lead a team, uh, you know, deep into the postseason. And then you have like Tennessee who plays the game just completely different. Like they want to have the target on their back. They want to do the flashy stuff, you know, bat flips, this and that, which is cool. I mean, they were the most viral team of 2022. Um, and, you know, they were the best team we've seen in college baseball up to that point. Like 2022 volunteers were exciting. 
They were winning a ton of games, and then they got bounced in the Super Regional at home. That that might have been, not to cut you off, and that might have been the best regular season team ever. That's what I'm saying, like, ever. Like, they were just, I mean, I think they were, like, 40-something and three at one point. It was, like, they didn't lose a game for two full months. Hmm. So I think we're going to get a little bit back to that. Last year, it felt like they got humbled a little bit. They Chase Dolander didn't pitch the way that they thought he was going to pitch. Uh, but this year, I mean, the, the rotation's loaded, bullpen stacked, uh, and then, I, I don't know, they have two potential All-Americans in their lineup as well. So it, it's going to be fun. Like, those three teams could easily win the SEC, and, like, I wouldn't bat an eye. So those top six, Ben, feel very established, and that feels – I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek because it's baseball, right? I'm sure somebody in that top six is going to – disappoint right and we have no idea right now but it feels like there's those six and then maybe there's somewhat of a gap right you've got Alabama at number 19 you've got South Carolina at 25 Auburn's right on the cusp I was kind of surprised they weren't ranked uh, what are the Mississippi schools going to do in Ole Miss Mississippi State Kentucky's another one that was in a super I think a super regional last year I know you've got your thoughts on them who do you feel like out of that group, the, the best of the rest of the SEC? I know Georgia, right? And if you want to talk about them, you can. Who do yeah. you think, who do you see ascending to the top of the league that maybe will be a surprise this year in the in the SEC? Yeah, I think for surprise, you have to look at the, the two Mississippi schools that both won national championships and then finished dead last the next year. If I had to pick between Mississippi State and Ole Miss, I think Ole Miss's roster is way more talented. Um, the Mississippi State just – and. Chris Lamonis is great. Like he's he's done a great job with that program, but like his seat is hot, like way hotter than Bianco's. Like he like he he could be the first Power Five head coach to get fired because of performance at the baseball level during the season than than I can remember. Like if they come out and start four and you know four and nine or whatever, like he could be gone. Like it, it's like that serious there. Um. And I, I really do like what Bianco did with the transfer portal and bringing in guys. So, like, they could be a sleeper team that don't have the SEC stats with a lot of their roster. Um, but, you know, good players that came from junior college or smaller division ones. Um, so look out for Ole Miss. I don't know if they're going to be hosting a regional, but sure, they could get into the tournament. The team that I think has probably the best chance to host a regional, and, like, it, it kills me to say it, but I, I'm buying in big time to this Georgia team. Uh, I think with Wes Johnson coming over from LSU, uh, Wes Johnson doesn't get enough credit for what he did with Paul Skeens coming from Air Force. You know, Paul Skeens was a Friday night guy for Air Force throwing 92 to 94. He has one offseason with Wes Johnson, and he's 98 to 102 and becomes the most dominant pitcher we've ever seen. So, you know, Georgia's the last few years, probably since 2019, or sorry, 2020 was Georgia's year to win the national championship. They had two first-round picks pitching on the weekends um those guys both got drafted they haven't really been the same since but the georgia pitching staff has always had the stuff right they just haven't been able to execute in the game so if west johnson can get that pitching staff to execute in the game like they have the big boppers that can carry an offense and, and win games that way so georgia is probably my favorite to like take a long shot to win the college world series or even like there's there's odds now to just get to the college world series and you can get Georgia at like 17 to one, which is nuts because they're an sec team. They won't have an sec team in the regional because you can't have two teams from the same conference in a regional. So you got to like their chances to possibly move on there. Even if they are a two or a three seed, 
And then it's like super regional. Can you win two out of three? Right. So I, I do like Georgia the best out of that next group, even more than Alabama, uh, even more than Kentucky. I, I, I just think that the talent is just more exciting to look at for the, for the Georgia team. Mm-hmm. And again, you've got them as the 16 seed Florida state in that regional. So the Seminoles, that would be a fun one. And also the Mercer bears, as we close Ben, the Mercer bears, man, what's, what's Mercer looking like this year? Uh, look, I, so I had to make a, a very adult decision on shocker, this past shocker, by the, shocker, by the way, in your hot takes, you said, quote, I'm a believer in Mercer again. End quote. Yeah. And I am. So I, I, they have a brand new pitching coach and they have a brand new, um, uh, not volunteer, but I guess the third paid assistant coach this year who both have had just tremendous track records. Um, and so I, I believe in the coaching staff a lot this year, but I had to make an adult decision on last week's podcast where we were p- predicting the 30 conference champions uh, or the conference champions from all 30 conferences. And I said, guys, the last five years since we've been doing 11.7, I've picked Mercer to win the regular season. They've never done it. In fact, they blew it twice in the final weekend. Like got swept one time and lost two out of three one time. And I was like, I have to just pick a team that's not Mercer so it'll finally happen. And uh, so I ended up picking VMI, who I think will be really good this year. If I mean the best offense in that in the SOCON by far, but they just they'll lose games 12 to 11 every single day. It's crazy. But um, listen, I, I think Mercer is a very, very good team. And uh, they have, I think, 20 new guys, 20 guys from the transfer portal. So one way to think about college baseball, the transfer portal works both ways. When you get guys at the mid-major level who, like Mercer, had their best player last year transferred to Ole Miss. Well, Mercer got a guy, like a, a pitcher from Mississippi State who was injured but a high recruit. They also got guys from, you know, kind of all over. So the, the elite level D1s, if you're not playing at that level, you drop down to play at a Mercer, you play at a, you know, USC upstate or whatever. So those guys have a big chance to like pitch a lot of innings and, uh, you know, have really good results against lesser competition. So I do think the Mercer is going to, I really do think Mercer is going to win the SoCon. Uh, the SoCon's down this year. I think Mercer's up, uh, but no, they will not be winning a regional. They hopefully will just get to a regional for the first time since probably 2019. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ben, last week. We could do a little hour on this if you want. And, dude, I love, you know this, I love college baseball so much I could do it. Uh, Last thing, I, I would say, I don't think it's a bold take, the SEC is the best conference in college baseball. You add Texas, you add Oklahoma. Is there any chance anybody catches the SEC anytime soon when you add two programs like that on top of what you already have? No, 
No shot. Like it's it's not even close. Uh, we'll go back to the like conference spending budgets on baseball. It, it's like the SEC fifty feet of crap, and then you get like the ACC Big Twelve, Pac twelve, Big Ten. Like it's not even close. And now it's becoming an arms race, and it, and it really has been the last five or six years. Where once somebody announces an upgrade, like Tennessee's upgrading, you know, thirteen million dollars or whatever it is to their program, it's like, oh, then you'll get, you know, a Florida that's like, all right, we'll add another ten million to our thirty-five million dollar stadium. So it's becoming an arms race. Uh, it, it has to be right. You have to have the best facilities to get the the best people out of the transfer portal and the NIL and all that. So no, it, it, in our lifetime, I don't think the SEC will ever be topped. Like it might take two hundred years before that happens. Ben Upton of 11.7, the College Baseball Podcast. Ben, appreciate you taking the time. And my friend, let's soak in the fact that soon, very soon, we'll be sitting here on a Tuesday night watching Florida squander away a 16-14 a to 14 midweek loss to the South Florida Bulls. And that's when we'll know, you know what, college baseball is officially back. It's not college what? baseball season until Florida inexplicably blows a late lead in a midweek game. That's just yeah, look out for Stetson, <laughs> South Florida, Central Florida, it's the rules. Jacksonville. It's the rules. Like they lose they lose three or four a year. So yes, we will be looking forward to that. And I want to come back on the show at some point. Please have me back. This is this is great. Let's do it. Ben, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. All right, man. We'll cut it there. That was electric. That was awesome. Yeah, dude, great. I love it. Dude, I freaking love this show. Like I'm yeah. telling you, like you do it right. This is always fun. Anytime you want me, let me let me let me come on. For sure, man. Well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll clip it there. We'll have it up on YouTube tomorrow. We'll probably uh, we'll probably premiere it on YouTube or whatever tomorrow night, and I'll have clips and stuff on social media from this. But uh, no, it's we, great stuff, man. It's great. Anytime, hey, anytime y'all want me on, man, you know I'm a huge baseball guy. So let's love it. Yeah, we need to get up. you on the Club Bromaha. You, you yeah, fit dude, Club Bromaha perfectly. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm so stoked to to cover and talk SEC baseball this year. Like I I cannot even can't dude, even about to, can't even emphasize. Yeah. You're about to make so many enemies and so many friends at the same time. It's going to be great. Like, this is the best business move that you could have made. Yeah. Just soak it in. Yeah. No, I'm super pumped. (laughs) I'm super pumped. So, Ben, all right, cool. If you need anything, let me know, man. But uh, y'all keep with the great work. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Sounds good. See you. All right, brother. Later.